Maximum Health with your host, Dr. Ken Gray. With over 20 years in healthcare, Dr. Gray is a doctor of oriental medicine and holistic physician fusing Eastern and Western healing. Dr. Gray is on staff at Jupiter Medical Center and in private practice with an office in Jupiter, Florida, where he resides. Dr. Gray enjoys being a physician as well as being an educator. His unique approach to holistic healing has taken him abroad to lecture in Baden-Baden, Germany, and treat sports professionals in Hawaii and Biarritz, France. He is co author of several books on food therapy and the founder of the annual Star Summit Talks at the Norton Museum of Art in Palm Beach, Florida. Now it's time for Maximum Health with Dr. Ken Gray. Welcome back, everyone. This is Maximum Health Radio Quality Living with yours truly, Dr. Ken Gray. Thank you for joining us and uh, really, really honored to be in the studio with uh, Riviera Beach Fire Rescue uh, Chief Kurd and Assistant Chief Mark Johnson as well. Actually, he's uh, generally usually in Florida, and we were going to have him in the studio, but we've got Samuel Eaton, which is the director, um, Cancer Prevention with Florida Firefighter Safety and Health Collaborative. He's actually in Hawaii, um, and all of you around the world know what's going on there, and our hearts go out to them. Uh, today we want to talk about an initiative that's been happening, and I've been really honored to be uh, sort of firsthand witnessing this change and shift in the um, approach for firefighters starting here in Florida, South Florida and Riviera Beach because of these amazing individuals. Um, first came across it during a, uh, a conference online which Mark Johnson was sharing about this opening that was happening and at the fire station Riviera Beach which was gonna be revolutionary and new and really looking at the health and uh, uh, mental health and physical health of firefighters and first responders. And I realized I was, I was really kind of at this place of history, historical change, um, because the better off our heroes are, the better off our communities are. So I wanna welcome you gentlemen here today. Uh, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having thank us, Doc. For... We appreciate it. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and before we get into this very important discussion, I do want to share a little bit. Uh, Sam Eaton, just tell us what you're doing over there in Hawaii um, on, on behalf of all of us who are just so concerned for our our family and friends, uh, you know, whether distant or far and in, in close <laughs> in, in Maui. What's going on over there? Yeah, we are in our as happens many times in, in the fire service, when you retire, you don't retire. Um, so um, I uh, was uh, picked up by an organization that uh, deploys to disaster spaces, hurricanes, tornadoes, uh, earthquakes, and um, and then obviously we have a history with also with wildfire. Um, we we deploy over here uh, last week uh, and been in the area. Um, there's uh, just just to say. Uh, focused on the real the real issues here it's, it's just the, the life the loss of life um the missing uh, children and and family family members uh, if you talk to locals here uh, you can see it in their faces a lot of times uh, just start sparking up a conversation will uh, uh, generate emotion um we're uh working uh, uh around and with uh, fema in, in certain ways um we have uh coordinating with certain resources that in, in the area trying to help uh, start to build infrastructure back in uh, for uh, the rebuild and uh, obviously um, uh, assisting uh, um, with, with that with those efforts but certainly um, very mindful of the frontline workers that are here that are specifically in this in the, the target area uh, it's not it, 
doesn't look really good there at all, from what I understand. And of course, we see the pictures. Most most of our, our details are coming from the same stuff that many people have seen on social media. Uh, pretty pretty burned out in that in that one section of, of, of Maui. No, it's huge. Everyone's seen that. And we, you know, and, and the the re- the thing about this, you know, and the thing about fires, especially, is it could be any one of us, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really hits home, and it and it's had me, especially and my family, on high alert as to the things that we need to be really grateful for every time we look around and wake up, and you know, so really thankful for all that you're doing over there. Um, sure. But it definitely brings it Thank home you. to us here and how our again our heroes that are there, you know, for us every day, um, like Chief and Assistant Chief here. Which that brings me to you, Assistant Chief. <laughs> Johnson, you're my first point on this. If it wasn't for you being so enthusiastic during this call with about, you know, I think it was a 20 other various chiefs and deputies, um, I, I would never have known about this. So what what started this whole process with you and uh, Chief Kerr and Mr. Eaton and, and all the other wonderful people that are part of this project? You know, mental health has always been part of the fire service, even when I started. You know, I'm a second-generation fireman. My dad was an assistant fire chief, and I saw the things that he went through, and they didn't have the help or communication with mental health. So where I really got started was really with Chief Kurd's vision. Uh, Four years ago, he, you know, has been very passionate about it and brought it back to Riviera Beach, and I kind of jumped on board with it, you know, Instead of just sitting back in the shadows, you know, it's, it's time to speak up. Um, the days of mental health being set aside and you just trying to go through it on your own, are, it's over. You know, being in fire administrators and, and being chief's assistant, we, we need to bring it up to the forefront. We need to recognize it because we're losing too many firefighters from suicide, being alcoholics, you know, going to other ways. Right. Um, and through the process of, of Chief's vision, I, I've noticed other aspects of mental health that either from the sleep deprivation, but not just that. It's diet, exercise, there's lack of sleep. Mm-hmm. So there's so many variations that affect you mentally when you're in a fire service. You yeah. know, you're up 24 hours, you're up 12 hours, you're up in a minute, 30 seconds going to a truck, over a 25, 30 year career. Right. Our firefighters across the country and including Riviera Beach are on the forefront every day fighting fires, going to EMS calls, car wrecks, cardiac arrest. They're seeing things on a daily basis that they start to affect you. And we need to recognize or try to recognize some of the elements that go with mental health and how can we help them from the beginning to the end. Right. And it just got to the point on that call that we were talking about. It's like, you know, it's it's time to speak up. It's time to let people know that this is going on and how we can help them. Right. But from my my perspective and, and really how I got involved was Chief Kurd's vision on the station. He came back with it. We talked about it. We've been on a project several years before the building came up. And I was like, okay. This is this is the calling right now. How can I take his vision, get the station built, and get the mental health, physical, and cancer prevention in the station that meets his vision that helps our firefighters? Right. And Chief Kurt, what was your vision? What what you know? 
obviously there is one point at which a vision starts and it's that one thing that you say we need to fix this and then it expands from that and it's never uh that one thing it ends up being all these things which is the beautiful thing about vision but it was a focal point yeah well you know there was never what i would say is a defining moment um where it was like okay you know, today, moving forward, we need to start doing something. You start to see the signs. You start to see what's happening with your firefighters, what's happening with other firefighters. And, and when we're talking firefighters, let's just, let's just lump in first responders because we have dispatchers, we have police officers, we have our nurses in the trauma centers that are all doing the same thing to, in, in some respects. Um, so you, you start to see all of this and a lot of it really became real for me in my conversations with Sam Eaton um, and, and the organizations that, that he associates with and the conversations that are happening. And um, at first, I'm, I would say that I had a old school firefighters mentality. And that's the way I was brought up in the fire service. You need to be tough. You need to suck it up. When you signed up for this job, what did you think? Well, no. Luckily, there's people out there that speak to the contrary. And, um, you know, one of my former fire chiefs uh, that mentored me, Reginald Duran, um, had a vision. And it was designing a station, designing an environment that would help our first responders maintain top peak performance physically mentally and also looking at the reductions uh, of cancer um, in the fire service and he started to send me to classes conferences station design conferences i traveled from las vegas to houston to chicago looking at different fire stations what different um people were doing and i started to just you know in the fire service rip off and duplicate um, a lot of people are doing the same thing. However, some may not have the resources, uh, the funding that goes behind it. Th this isn't a inexpensive endeavor. However, what is inexpensive is a commitment to do better. Mm -hmm. That doesn't cost a penny. Um, but then I started to, to really dive deep into it. And me and Sam went back and forth um, early on in, in this, and I'm going back Sam, I would have to say it was probably seven, ten years ago. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. We were, we were having these back and forths, and early on, it was a conversation that wasn't really deep-rooted in data. Um, there were some things coming out, um, but not enough for me to grab onto. And just over time, um, and now becoming a fire chief, my firefighters mm -hmm. are my responsibility. Mm -hmm. So what was I going to do when I became chief to take care of the firefighters that work for the city of Riviera Beach? Um, and that's when it, I would say that that defining moment, if I really you know, gave it some thought, is when I became chief, the burden was now on my shoulders. And that's when I dove in with both feet into firefighter health, wellness, cancer prevention. We went through COVID. That taught us a ton of lessons um, in the fire service. And we've been impacted um, since then personally in Riviera Beach. 
having a firefighter, uh, Mark Reuter, um, we're thinking about you, brother, um, who Thank passed you. away here recently uh, due to uh, occupational exposure right. um, and cancer. So it then got personal. Right. Um, and, and that's when we just really decided, let's, let's blow this thing out of the water. And I really have to commend our city manager, Jonathan Evans, and the city council for the city of Riviera Beach, who not only backed me by words, but put their money where their mouth was to give us the funding right. to put some of these things in this station to ensure a, a fruitful career for our firefighters, but more importantly, the backside, once they retire. Right. We know our life expectancy is less. Um, we need to change that. We know our suicide rates are atrocious. I was just looking through my emails and I wanna share this with you, doctor. We just, uh, and I'm gonna make sure I email this to you, the Florida Fire Chiefs Association just put out the 2023 First Responder Suicide Deterrence Task Force Report. Mm. Goodness, we have to have a task force on suicide deterrence. Right. Uh, we, we, we gotta do better. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, you would think it's common sense to fight for the fighters fighting the fire. Right. <laughs> you know, you would think that that would just be the way it all should be, but it's taken a long time. And this is not a national effort. This is happening independently. And, in, you know, like you said, it's you, Assistant Chief Johnson, it's, it's Mr. Eaton, it's your city managers, these people who have taken it upon themselves to allocate resources, give attention, and to do this. So it's not without significant effort. And like you said, it started seven to 10 years. Right. Of conversation right and, and this th this is national but what i'm seeing from a lot of the well the issues service, are national the issues yeah, are global yeah, I mean, but, but it, it's it's it, deep rooted in just talk right, right? exactly the we're, efforts are not we're national. talking about yeah. it man we know yeah. what's going on yeah but we're not doing any, you know, the, the physical effort is not there. and you've got it you've got a national view of this mr eaton with what with your organization Correct. The, the Florida Firefighter Safety and Health Collaborative. And, uh, it, it is a, and I agree with uh, both you, you and Chief Kerr. This is a global issue, uh, but it, it, it has to come down to the to the ground. Is this happen Is what's happening the, with Riviera Beach in the fire department and all of this monumental shift and change, actual change, if reflected anywhere else that you know of? In, in the there country. are other areas, but uh, as far as a beacon of, of really showing what to do as a, as a fire department and an organization, I'm exceedingly excited. That's why I would get up at four o'clock in the morning for this because right. this is it. It really is. It really is a. Um, and I just commend Chief Johnson, Chief Curd, um, your, your city manager, the, the city of Revere Beach for what they've done here. Um, mm -hmm. We've watched this uh, grow over the past. Uh, you know, two decades for me, and I would just say that uh, when you see a, a department like Riviera Beach that really rises out of a pretty pretty strong area, we've got South Florida and in the state of Florida. I think anyone on the call would agree that uh, we've set ourselves apart here in the United States as, as being a, a forward-thinking state as far as mental wellness as and as well as um, as far as cancer prevention. But even in that, there's not there is not an example, a better example, of the department putting the tools and giving the firefighters in their department access to those tools right. than Revere Beach Fire Department. This Station 88 is a is absolutely a model in my mind. It's it's 
it, it envelops and encompasses so much. And I, I just say really quickly, when we formed as an organization, the Florida Firefighter State Team Health Collaborative, Riviera Beach has certainly been in talks with us from, from the get-go. And I remember the times speaking to Chief Kurt about a decade ago, and, and I, I, look at, I looked at some of his, uh, his resistance. Uh, it, it, took, it took me back a little bit. I said, you know, I know he's a, he's a leader in this department, but I was concerned because I, we're, we're used to dealing with, and it's probably my, my own fault, we're used to dealing with cultural pushback. And, and Chief, Chief, you should give yourself a break on that because they pretty much that's what we felt, and you're still probably feeling it's in the same thing in the same ways uh, as you move forward with your initiatives. But the cultural pushback is is, is very evident. The fire, well, the salty the, firefighter, the let's let's sort that out real quick. Let's let's partition that because you know what the listeners right now are probably wondering is what what actually happened. What are the details of this project that make it so revolutionary and historical and monumental? And, you know, I would say the things that stuck out for me was really the holistic approach to it. So, yes, there is this need to fulfill uh, a, a new mandate of taking care of first responders. And it doesn't and hopefully it doesn't stop with firefighters, because obviously we know the police force and and everyone, the paramedics, everyone needs to be on board with this, even our teachers, which can be first responders sometimes. All of all of our people serving our well-being in our communities need to be a part of this shift. So what is this shift? The things that stuck out for me was the detox saunas, circadian lighting, uh, which, which deals with the sleep habits, um, meditation rooms, meditation pods, shift in dietary focus, overall um, air quality shifting, uh, clothing detox uh, with new machines, a uh, new building that deals with detoxing the air from the, uh, the fire engines, things that, I mean, holy cow, these are, there's so much that has gone on for decades <clears throat> left unchecked that is overnight, relatively speaking, with the efforts of all of you changing now, but here in Riviera Beach Fire Station. Right. So so if, what I would like to get real quick is a detail as to a little bit of look at sure. each of those elements and how it plays in with the cancer. And, 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 you know, feel free to freeform here because I know each of you have a little bit of passion with each of the elements. One of the things that stuck out, which I knew got a lot of uh, sort of like eyebrows turned from other fire chiefs was the the uh, detox sauna. Talk about that, someone, anyone. <laughs> I will. And let, me, let, me, let me just give an overview, and I'm going to let Chief Johnson and Chief Kerr get into okay. details because they, okay. they really have a handle on what they've done for their station. Yeah. The Florida Firefighter Safety and Health Government, when we formed uh, in 2016, we set up four, four, four areas, if you will, four, four pillars. One was firefighter cancer. Yep. The other was mental wellness and, and the issues of suicide affecting uh, firefighters. Yep. The other was all-seeing hazards, which, which obviously affects us all. And then, and then the, the the other one is uh, physical fitness and and and, and making sure that your body is taken care of as a firefighter. Those four those four elements is really what it, what I, when you walk into Station 88, you can automatically feel the, the difference in, in the mm -hmm. station. Like you said, uh, there's a there's a number of specifics there, but I'll talk I'll talk a little bit about the sauna thing uh, just to just to give you an example of how how important that is to me. Uh, firefighters are are exposed, and if you think about a regular cigarette. Um, you know, we have an American Cancer Society because a cigarette will kill you, and you can't smoke on a plane, you can't smoke in, 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 a, in a restaurant. But think about think about what's burning inside of a structure fire: plastics, urethanes, uh, uh, electronics, 
the, uh, the toxins that a firefighter is exposed to in a regular residential structure fire is exponentially worse than a cancer, uh, than, a, than a cigarette. But yet, for some reason, there's some disconnect about why firefighters are getting cancer. Clearly, just in that alone, it's so important. So those toxins, your body, your, your respiration, your skin, absorb those. And if you're in, if you're unprotected, and we are very much unprotected in the gear that we wear, even still, it's not perfectly encapsulated. So as a firefighter goes into a fire, those those toxins, those chemicals, which are clearly carcinogenic, are seeping into the firefighter's body. There's, we've got to find a way to get them out. And 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 we understand that sauna and sweat, sweat the body's natural reaction to that. So for a fire chief to say, yes, that's an issue, is a huge thing. For a fire chief to say, we're going to have two saunas in our station and make sure our firefighters have a proper protocol to use it is exponentially huge for, 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 for the fire service. So that's what I would say to, to tee the conversation off and I'll let these guys uh, bite into it like I know they want to. Yeah, well, one of the first struggles that you deal with are stereotypes and stigmas. Yeah. When I brought up the conversations, and, and this came about through, through my travels, and, hey, this sauna thing is something. Well, there's a perceived notion of what a sauna is. It was perceived firefighters were in little white towels. They were pouring water over hot rock. N no, we have to get away from that. This is a very specific sauna that has a bicycle inside of it that is a one-person sauna and you're in there for a purpose. It really isn't designed as a leisure sauna or something that's just nice to have. Mm -hmm. It has a very specific focus and we've even had physicians come from as far as Canada to look at what we're doing um, and looking at possibly being part of studies where we can capture some of this sweat when our firefighters come out of these structure fires, see what heavy metals are in the sweat, and really start to put the data behind mm -hmm. what it is we're doing. We all know the health benefits of a sauna, period, but we want to drill it down to specifically its effects for our firefighters in the fire service. Beautiful. And, and uh, the, the, one of the other things that stuck out was that meditation pod which is specifically under 20 minutes because you don't want them going into deep REM, but you do want them to have an opportunity to restore their mental health after, say, a shock or, or even something as simple but really affect, affecting us like a home incident with a family member, right? We want them to be recentered. Assistant Chief Johnson, talk to us about that meditation pod. I've used it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just to try it, mm -hmm. see what it does. Um, the one thing that I really liked about it, the pod is it puts you in that meditation state. Mm -hmm. It brought your heart rate down. It brought your pulse down. It gave you that 20 minutes of relaxation to really get your brain to just slow down, relax. Um, and it, it can be used for, as you said, you know, you're having a bad day. You come back from a bad call. We want them to use a meditation room and the pods to relax them, make them come down off that super high that they just went through. Um, but sitting in there and relaxing, the one thing that, that I did notice is, you know, as fire chiefs, you know, we, 
we have bad days too. We, right. you know, we got so many things going on. We're trying to protect the firefighters. We got meetings, we got phone calls. You know, you step away from your computer. You got fifty emails waiting on you. Right. Um, but going in there for for twenty minutes relaxed me. It, you know, and and I think that's the the purpose of of the pods is to bring you back back to the relaxation mode. Um, and I'll let, I'll let Chief Kurd jump in here right now because, you know, I've hit all the high points that I can yeah. see. But, uh, you know, Sam has a different opinion. Chief has one and I have one. But those are mine. But I'll let Chief. I mean, honestly, on you know, because we only have a few seconds left. But I want to say one of the other things that stood out was not just common because you, you, you almost don't want to say, well, we want everyone to be walking around all zanned out. But in a sense, we want everyone to be centered is what you've taught me right. through the tour. And on top of that, you have different sectioned alerts with different lighting that allow mm -hmm. for a transition of how the firefighters are awakened uh, according to what section is being empl uh, employed for mm -hmm. the, um, you know, to, to go out on a call. So the thoughtfulness is, is not that you're lo looking to, you know, keep everyone calm. And, no, it's about wellness and balance. And an optimal health and optimal action from the firefighters for optimal performance. Optimal, exactly. <laughs> right. So that's that's a message I think that I got from it that I think our listeners should get. You're really actually creating superheroes rather than just heroes by virtue of augmenting and improving their lifestyles in and out of the fire station, and that is something that again I think everyone should take away from this and hopefully use you all as a template for what we should look to for the future of how we treat our heroes, you know? Yeah, they, they protect us and we need to do a better job of yeah. protecting them. Yes, and again, it's Riviera Beach Fire Station 88. You can look them up. You, you welcome visitors. You're all over the news. Thank you for taking time to be a part of this show, Maximum Health, and our audience, which is all over. Um, Mr. Eaton, share your website with us. We are the FloridaFirefighterSafety.org, FloridaFirefighterSafety.org. Free resources for any fire department, um, any first first responders. We have a lot of resources there for uh, mental wellness. If there's any issues regarding that, if you feel if you need help, uh, you can reach out through the website to to, to get that help. So, and actually, I'm just commending uh, the, the chief here and Riviera Beach Fire Fire Service uh, Fire Department one more time. Uh, for really stepping stepping up and, and giving us a, a great example for the area fire service as well as the state and the country on how to build a fire station and how to put those tools in place. Yes, and how to prioritize. And, and again, yeah, absolutely. I second that and third it. <laughs> you guys are awesome, <laughs> amazing, and it's been a true honor. And, and also the privilege of hopefully we're working together. How we got introduced was Vel. And our listeners know about that. It's a, it's if you haven't downloaded, downloaded today. VelHealth.com. We're hoping that the firefighters and first responders initiative will also be something that we can help and um, and and just to be a daily companion. You know. Yeah, we uh, appreciate that. Yeah, good stuff. So if you missed any portion of the show, it's available via all podcasts. And uh, we thank you. See you next time. It's been another Maximum Health. <laughs>